0: hello and welcome back to another episode if you want to do what today i've got luke tobin on and he's the founder of digital ethos and tobin capital hi luke
1: hi dan good to see you
0: pleasure to have you on the podcast mate i think we've you know we've been going backwards and forwards for a little bit um you yeah. know trying trying to get this uh all organized <laughs> but it's, it's a pleasure to have you on i think um you know a bit of news came out recently that you've actually just um sold your agency
1: i have indeed yeah i have uh, congratulations uh, yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, it's been a uh a bit of a journey, but it's nice to definitely nice to realize some value and take a little bit of weight off the off the old shoulders. and so, no, that's good.
0: Yeah, amazing. Um, Luke, should we jump straight in and do you want to tell everyone a bit about what you do?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um so I guess the the primary thing that I've been working on for the last seven years is is a marketing agency, Digital Ethos. Um Scaled it from just myself um, and a few freelancers that I had dotted around the globe, um, which had its challenges trying to trying to work with <laughs> freelancers at different time zones and all the rest of it. Um, to then um, building up from 2018 with our first employees to around 55 uh, professionals now um, in the UK, a couple in the US. We've got a Toronto office, also an office we opened in Germany through wow. to the acquisition. So, yeah, very much a marketing agency.
0: And this- then that's So, gone.
1: Sorry, this always amazes me about marketing agencies that you
0: you all seem to build offices in a lot of different countries. Is that that's quite a common thing, isn't it, in marketing agencies? And just out of the top of my head, what why hmm. do you guys do that apart from the sort of obvious answers to that?
1: Um, for us it was quite opportunistic, really. we had clients that were based in those markets and they wanted a local presence and we wanted to make sure we kept the relationship so we we put some feet on the street. But um you know i know a lot of agencies do do it from a cost-based employee perspective you know the uk market has been quite hard and very competitive for staff so i think that's probably been part of it um Mm -hmm. also it looks nice to have a few dots on the map but obviously you know if you can service clients and understand those localized challenges it definitely goes a long way sure and then you've got another sort of business you have called tobin capital right exactly yeah tobin capital is uh my uh funding accelerator for scale up and startup businesses um i've been doing that for a few years it's quite nice actually the, the day-to-day Digital ethos is you know from a ceo perspective is, is is quite intense and certainly starts to kill a little bit of that entrepreneurial spirit whereas Tobin capital allows me to still focus on on that side of my personality
0: so how did that sort of that part come about then? Because that's a really interesting sort of not side business, but a, a different business for you to get involved with, because I think maybe the marketing skills are very different to, to investing into startup companies.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I think first and foremost, I'm entrepreneurial. So I've had, I don't know, half a dozen businesses throughout my life. Marketing has just been the more recent one um, and, and the most successful, but luckily, Um <laughs> But uh, but yeah, Tobin Capital really is, it came about because of my love for, for for startup businesses. I I started getting opportunities. Having a marketing agency is quite handy because you get a lot of um, scale up companies that come to you and they're interested in a bit of sweat equity or is there anything we can do on the pricing? It's like well, no, we can't do it on the pricing, but you know there might be a bit of advisory work or or whatever. So it sort mm. of led into just again, opportunistic really. I, I sort of realized that I had a bit of a, a knack for it, a love for it, and um, and started then doing some some sort of exchange of service as well as some, some cash-based investments. And a couple of those have, have, have luckily been very successful.
0: Yeah, that's a great way to do it, isn't it? Like you say, being approached with opportunities, but some agency owners may have turned that away, but you've actually taken it and turned it into another business, which is obviously a very entrepreneurial thing to do but but taking this back a little bit how did you first get into the world of marketing
1: um i worked in the commercial side of marketing so more of the the business development sales side um probably on and off now for around 15 16 years um a mix of software and marketing agencies direct and and uh and online marketing um 10 years ago i, I worked in an agency absolutely fell in love with the digital space um Google and all the main publishers were really thriving and starting to, to take a lot of momentum. Um, and I just fell in love with it. And I, I thought, God, I, I just really would love to um, to one day have my own agency and, and, you know, looked at some of the challenges that I think that sit between clients and agencies. There's often a bit of no man's land that sits in between where there's kind of a bit of mistrust and they don't always seem to connect as well as they should. And, you know, I saw an opportunity there to, to do that a bit differently. And, and that's how I founded Digital Ethos.
0: And I find this really interesting because there are thousands upon thousands of, of marketing agencies in the UK these days. There is, but what do you? Why do you think your marketing agency was successful over others that aren't?
1: There's a lot of. Um, you're right. It, it's a, It's an extremely competitive space. I actually read somewhere recently, and I think it was on the Drum. There's like six and a half thousand agencies in the wow. uk it's uh it's phenomenal um and let's let's be frank about it you know we're all selling the same stuff um we're all offering the same services um so there is nothing really unique about talking about ppc or seo anymore however i think if you go into it and certainly this six year climb for for me to to this exit that i've done i went into it with a, a different angle it was very much business consultancy slash with Again, coming at it from an entrepreneurial side you know i've been a business owner i kind of i felt the pains of trying to deal with agencies and we have tried to cut through all the noise and first of all we are understanding strategically what that client is trying to do and then secondly we just so happen to offer seo ppc and social media and they are the channels or the 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 ways that we go out there and we we get the growth for the client but they are secondary to the front end which is really aligning to those those goals and I guess it's business strategy really um yeah and that sort of set us apart because most agencies still go in and they pitch seo ppc social media and you know um everyone's heard it a thousand times it's interesting isn't it? i mean i i did a, a very
0: short stint um in the world of marketing um but i personally i came from a bit of a background uh sort of a broker essentially um yeah. and i found it really difficult to actually understand and this is you know not putting anyone down but understand what they were talking about a lot of the time There was a lot of jargon there was a lot of buzzwords and i was like okay but what what are we actually doing like what what is this all achieving mm. and i think the people that could clearly articulate what it's achieving opposed to what it actually does are the ones that stand out
1: absolutely it's got to be tangible right And i think the beauty of digital marketing is that you know you, ha- you do have that tangibility that pound spend should show you what that pound return has is, is given you um but yeah there's a lot of noise in the space and you have to you have to cut through it and I think it's extremely challenging for clients to do that um and again Mm -hmm. it's I often joke with people that the industry has become like the double glazing industry of the 90s you know (laughs) everybody jumps in and starts up a marketing agency you know there's people you know um coming straight out of uni and setting up um marketing agency which is amazingly entrepreneurial and fantastic but then there's you know, I think uh, there's hundreds, hundreds, and hundreds being set up all the time. Um, but a lot going pop as well. You know, I think mm. it's, it's it's not as it's not as easy to get the scale um, as people people think. You know, and, and clients can be can be challenging as well. So there's there's a lot to think about. So for anyone listening to this that thinks, Do you know, I'd really love to get into marketing.
0: Mm. What's some kind of advice? I mean, we, we've had quite a few people from the marketing industry on, and we've talked about university versus going straight into work. And I'll be honest, a lot of people have said, I probably wouldn't have gone to uni, you know, knowing what I know now. I'd have gone straight into a job and learned it there because a lot of the degrees are outdated. Mm. Um, but what's your kind of take on that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't go to university um, and I've never looked back and regretted it. Um I think those extra few years getting into the workspace, actually, if anything, just made me a bit more commercially astute and aware. Um, I think my advice would probably be and look some some people need that that period and that level of maturity that it gives you and that freedom and whatever to um to go through it and some of our best employees you know um it's it would be really hard to pick between them you know we've got some incredible grads and we've got some incredible people that have just gone straight into the workspace um I think it depends probably on on that you know on on the person um and what what they're needing but um there is plenty of opportunity out there for people that go out with a little bit of um a little bit of additional drive. So I've taken on, and this is probably a good way of explaining this. I'm talking around the houses a little bit, but I um I took on three people in the last year that just approached me directly through LinkedIn. Um, and you know one of them had dropped out of uni two of them had decided not to go to uni and they asked if there was any work experience you know could they come in and just because they'd been pretty proactive so there'd been a LinkedIn message um, one of them then had actually come to the office um, and dropped off a CV and asked whether they could have a conversation with me that sort of you know tenacious attitude goes Mm. goes a long way and I think Um, I've got a friend at the moment, I hope you won't mind me saying this, but you know, he's, he's been out of work a few months and I sat down with him the other day over a beer and I said, look, just, are you actually, are you just sending your CV through indeed? Or, or or how are you, how are you approaching this? Like just go direct to the source. If you want to work for a company, make them aware of you. Um, don't just wait for a job opportunity to pop up, make one. So I think it's, it comes down to character, but you know, if, if, if people, um, tenacious and they want to get out there, then, then I think that's the best way to go.
0: That's uh, that's brilliant advice. So, I mean, we've heard this um, sort of in different versions from a lot of founders. It's mm-hmm. the people that stand out that don't just send a C, you know, an A4 CV in um, yeah. and expect to hear an answer back. Because to be honest with you, they're almost getting to the point of being pointless for that initial stage because yeah. it's different. You know, people haven't got time to read thousands of CVs, but a message or some kind of maybe you've created content on LinkedIn, you've engaged with someone that is so valuable isn't it
1: a hundred percent we're living in a in a time where you know you can access people um in different ways you just have to just think of something a little bit outside the box i mean i i can't remember the last time i properly read a, a, C- a cv i get sent um cvs by recruiters all the time and when we are hiring for people i ask them just to send me a couple of bullet points in the email don't don't bother sending me the cv because i just i just i physically don't have the time to get through my own inbox let alone trying to read <laughs> CVs. So it just, it just doesn't, it doesn't really make sense in the modern world.
0: Mm. And what kind of personality traits do you think someone needs to kind of succeed in the marketing
1: industry? I think you've you've got a. I often say to people that come from the sort of clients that have worked in-house and then they go to a marketing agency, the same thing. I think you really certainly from an agency perspective, because they are a bit different, it's a slightly slower pace quite often in-house. Um, but if you're stepping into the marketing agency world, you've got to be quite good at being organized and, and being quite autonomous and working that way because you are gonna have to spin plates. I hate that saying, but you are gonna have to spin a few plates. You will be jumping from, you know, different tasks and different clients um sometimes on on the hourly. So yeah, being able to adapt and being quite fluid and agile, I think makes makes a big difference. And from a personality perspective, you're always learning. So it's you've got to you've got to be willing to to understand that there's always going to be something new to to learn and, and you know that the industry's evolving at such a pace and constantly um that yeah you've got to be willing to just keep putting in those those extra hours to to keep yourself um up with the pace of it
0: and is that a case of maybe reading industry news or actually keeping on the social medias and, and doing it yourself as well, like a bit of practical, practical work, maybe, maybe trying to run a small account, maybe on social media or maybe to trying to increase uh, traffic to a small website you have? Is, is it a case of trying these things actually practically or, or theory?
1: yeah i think so and again it comes down to that what how people learn i mean for me i'm I'm definitely a practical learner um we have you know we have little workshop sessions within the business now um ideation sessions once a month where different departments can mingle with other departments and they they brainstorm they work through things that are happening that makes a big difference and i think you know again personally some of the the people that progress the fastest within the business they they do a lot of self-learning um we've got a industry news channel within our slack account that's constantly being populated by different people within the business. And I probably learn four or five new things every day just by having a look in there because there's, there's so much going on. So, um, yeah, I think just really being willing to um, to put in the work and 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 constantly um, upskill is, is really important.
0: And um, What would you say has been the biggest positive of, of your journey so far? You know, starting this marketing agency through to, you know, selling it.
1: Um, I think really for me it's it's been able to be part of something from, you know, the first one or two employees where we're sat, you know, um, all hours of the day and evening, you know, ordering pizzas in, you know, excited by this startup that we that we that we started to build and then, you know, a few clients and those clients referred us to more clients. And I think that just being on that that journey is is incredible. But really, when I look back now, the thing I'm probably most proud of is is a lot of the personnel and the staff that we've had along the way quite a few of them are with us some aren't obviously unfortunately um but i've seen the progression of the people and the types of clients we've been able to service as well i think early on we you know we kind of would work with anybody i guess to to get (laughs) us to get our name out there now we've got to a point where we're actually able to be quite selective and there's something really nice about that and you know we can really really back ourselves to know that we're going to get results and I think yeah something you know to be really proud of there for for myself for the team and, and for the clients that are involved.
0: Sure and then on the flip side that what's been the biggest challenge you've faced so far?
1: Oh my god there's probably about a thousand a day. <laughs> um, uh, I mean you know what what we, we're going through uh, challenges now with the change of the economy and businesses wanting to cut back on advertising spend. we had COVID we had COVID we had everything. Um, I think I think what i've realized the bigger the business gets you know the bigger the problems but actually you always have problems and it's about how you deal with them and how you evolve that that makes a difference um i think the biggest challenge has probably been growth though if i'm honest with you we've grown at such a pace so quickly um literally no employees in 2018 now 55 uh, and we've grown at about 50 to 60 percent year-on-year one year was 150 wow. percent year-on-year growth so that growth you don't always have the processes or the staff or the experience. You know, my own experience at that time wasn't where it needed to be to support that level of you know 20 or 25 new hires in a year, for example. And how do you bed them in? How do you have the onboarding processes right? You just don't. Um so you know we made some mistakes along the way. We, you know, didn't get it right for everybody. But um you know I think in hindsight now that's allowed us to get it right today so it you know all, all of these things lead to um lead to, to a good place
0: and what would you say to someone that's sort of maybe thinking of starting their own agency any kind of advice for those kind of people
1: um i would probably say if you're looking to start your own agency just make sure you you do your research look into um you know your own niche whether there's um you know an industry experience that you've had that you feel really confident with um that you can approach i think having a bit of baseline knowledge would would go a long way also if you've got any potential clients or people that you could approach to to give you that um even if it's some pro bono stuff early on just to to practice and make sure you are you're in the right place it's not not a bad way to go um and probably the biggest thing I would say, I often look back now and, and think, God, I wish I'd gone even harder, faster. I would just say, you know, take risks and be willing to to go for it. I um there's plenty, there might be lots of agencies and lots of competition. But if you have a niche and a slightly different way of approaching things and, and presenting yourselves, there's plenty of market share still out there. Um it's it's endless, really. So yeah, um, go for it, but make sure you make the right decisions.
0: And what does the future look like for digital ethos?
1: Um, digital ethos is is now part of a, a much larger group um so we have around a thousand staff um globally wow. um and the real focus is to is to keep growing our uk proposition um we'll then probably look at some further acquisitions in europe and um plan really from an agency perspective is is to scale to a potential ipo in the next few years or um or or, or who knows but certainly it's it's growth led. Um, and we'd like to become one of the household marketing names certainly in the uk if if not globally
0: wow amazing and any plans with tobin capital more investment maybe working with startups things like that
1: definitely um yeah i've actually i've actually had a few um really interesting conversations just this week um and yeah we'll we'll continue to to look for the right opportunities i've got a, a real sort of um focus on sustainability type clients and and ecotech and um, had some really exciting opportunities there so yeah i'll continue to do that um as we as we go forward
0: amazing well it's been an absolute pleasure
1: chatting with you luke uh really know. appreciate your time um where can people find you and find your business um you can definitely find me on linkedin uh it's just luke tobin forward slash luke tobin on linkedin um and also the uh, Digital Ethos website, digitalethos.net. Amazing. Thank you, Luke. Thank you so much.